Welcome to a long-awaited Booth Warmers episode. It has been ages, might have been years, decades, centuries. That's what it felt like. But uh, we are back for a very pivotal time of the year. Um, again, this is your host. My name is Kevin. And I'm Jay. And we are here from the depths of wherever we came from in the depths of NBA hell because the Lakers are so bad to talk about the trade deadline and the Super Bowl. But uh, first and foremost, since it's been a while, even though we see each other almost every day, how have you been, Jay? What do you, do you have anything to update the viewers? Well, yeah, a little bit. Um, just recently I started working from home, just like Kevin over here. I got jealous so much of how much he's at home, so I tried copying it um that's pretty much it so i guess from now on we probably won't hear about us complaining about traffic anymore because i'm not going to be doing that yep but finally after something new two, no two. Maybe like a year yeah, that was that was the year yeah oh yeah, yeah. Some change yeah. yeah uh the only news for me is that i have no news that is my news i'm still working from home <laughs> I have a new dog, a golden that's, retriever named Ico. That's a big news. Yeah. Do you want to talk about why, sure. why, Wait, sorry, why, why you named your dog that? Uh, I just like the meaning of the name. I don't even, I barely even listen to the artist. Probably, <laughs> but when I found out what the meaning of the name was, I really liked it. So it stuck with that. It was either that or Capri. So those were the two names I was down to. But uh, family voted Ico is the best one. They like Ico more. I guess it was more easier to say. No, I think it's literally the same. <laughs> Ico. Yeah. So, but yeah, we had a, and she is now five months. She is actually laying right next to me sleeping. And that is my only news. Only news I have. Um, yeah. I feel like I have no good news because the Lakers suck. The Saints suck. The Dodgers are eliminated. So it's been a very depressing sports viewing life for me. <laughs> very depressing. <laughs> oh, way to start off our first episode in a while. It, it, way to kick it I'm, off fresh. That's why we've been uh, we've been gone. I've been fighting sports depression. <laughs> but um, any plans this weekend? I mean, the I mean the, the Super Bowl is happening this weekend, but I, there might be something you're doing that isn't the Super Bowl. So right. I just wanted to know. Yeah, anything? Not really. Um, probably I want to watch the game just because it's L.A. Rams, and uh, from what we talked about, I was an L.A. Rams fan, still L.A. Rams fan, and I feel like I I should be able to watch it, but get out of L.A. because it's gonna be packed over here. There'll be a lot of people in L.A., so yeah. <laughs> watch it from somewhere else. It could kind of just like imagine if it, like a a big city team got there. Like we were kind of lucky. Or not we, but um, LA was having to have like the Bengals come here. There's really not a lot of Ohio ins that would travel <laughs> here compared to like, I mean, let's say like a New York team or I don't even know AFC. Like, Who's an AFC? Yeah, like just say like somewhere in the big city, like would have to play here. It would have been insane. Like, teams that has traveling fans like yeah it, like if kansas city kansas city would have traveled and they travel well mm -hmm. so that's 
pretty wild about it that we don't have to deal with too much people. There is going to be a lot of people, but not like of what we expected. And um, I always found it crazy. Like just like a few weeks ago, I was just like, wait, Super Bowl lands on Valentine's weekend. I totally (laughs) forgot that there was an extra week in the regular season. Right. So now it's going to be really traffic because everybody's going to be watching the Super Bowl and everybody's trying to go on dates and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I feel like even that Monday after, it's going to be a lot of people because they're going to celebrate, especially if the Rams win. Yeah. A whole week or two, it's just going to be crazy. If mm-hmm. they win. But funny thing is that the Rams don't really have the biggest fan base in L.A. In L.A. <laughs> I mean, but... Yeah. I guess that's the perfect time to be in the Super Bowl then just because they're trying to get their fan base and they're at home. Yeah, that's true. I, I hope I, I hope they lose. You hope they lose? You, you know one thing for sure, though? Like, all the stars will be there. Yeah. All the stars will be there in L.A., the brand-new stadium, brand-new. $8,000 for nosebleeds. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you, you even looked at it. I didn't even bother looking at it. Yeah. I think I was looking at it a few months ago, and it was already, like, at 5K. And then it mm. finally happened. It was like 8K. But yeah, it's pretty insane that the Super Bowl is going to be here and that the Dodgers, I mean, Dodgers, the Rams are going to be playing. Um, I think we can all agree that the Rams have them outmatched in every facet. I can't think of any other way. Mm-hmm. But, but the- I, I personally think that the Bengals are playing with a swag, like a a confidence that can really rattle the Rams if the Rams get put in a hole. Yeah, because they it, they did that to the Titans and the Chiefs. They did that to the Raiders, who was coming off of like a four game winning streak to end the season, and they got mm-hmm. a playoff spot. They did it to the Titans, who had the number one spot, and they did it to the Chiefs, Chiefs. who were also on fire and at the end of the start. season. Yeah. Yes, but we don't know. I don't. I don't really know who's what the Bengals are like beating them in. But I'm not gonna lie. It feels like a David versus Goliath, and I would love to see David, David win. Yeah, I think it's because they're just playing that they have nothing to lose. You know, like when teams yeah. are like that, like they just yeah. play and just play. Yeah, and almost yeah, like that... the uh, we believe Warriors that we saw yeah. before. I think yeah. that's what the comparison I'm seeing. And I think it seems like a lot of these teams have too much confidence too, like going against the Bengals. And then all of a sudden Joe Burrow just does his magic and the defense turns up randomly. But Mm -hmm. I I think it's going to be close. It might be a blowout, but if it is a close game, the Bengals are winning it. If it's a blowout, obviously the Rams are winning it. I mean, usually Super Bowls are pretty close games besides like a couple of blowouts in the past, like what, five, 10 years. But it, yeah, it's the the thing is, if it's a low scoring game, it might be what in favor of the Rams just because they have a better yeah. defense. Yeah, they do, and but everything can be countered. I mean, that's that's true. The Chiefs had a good defense, and then all of a sudden they allowed twenty four points in the second half. So same with the Titans; they had a great defense, and they still let Joe Burrow. Well, it wasn't even Joe Burrow. It was their kicker that had like five field goals on against the Titans, which is <laughs> crazy. But um, yeah, I, this is a pretty hype Super Bowl to me. But I could kind of honestly care less. I'm more. I'm a Saints and a Chargers guy, so 
I don't really <laughs> care about who wins here. I mean, I do like the Bengals because of Joe Burrow, right. but the results of this doesn't matter. And I kind of wake up extra early to be a hater, so I kind of want to see a lot of Rams fans get their heart broken. Sorry, Edgar. But, yeah, that's my <laughs> verdict on this. You might be there. You might. Uh, we'll but, yeah, any, anything else about the Super Bowl before we move on to a bigger topic to us, I would say? Uh, well, I guess we could just say what well, prediction would be, like, what, 21 21- 17 Rams if they lose uh, a close game. I'm going to go with. But you're going 31. with the Bengals, right? No, I'm going Rams, but if the Bengals is going to be close, I'm going to go 31 17 Rams. Mm. Yeah. I answer this like um, square thing at work, like the those pools. And then I got an eight in there somewhere. So I gotta make I gotta get that eight. Yeah, so you have to get. To, I think twenty eight is the only way you get it. Unless there's a safety, yeah, or something, that's the only way. or a no, bunch of field goals. But yeah, I'm gonna kiss that bunny goodbye. <laughs> Not too much. Not too much. Uh, yes. So let's go to the bigger topic, the elephant in the room around here, and it's that the Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it was today was a trade deadline. And it happened at 3 p.m. Eastern. And there was mostly a lot of hype in the trade deadline because of the Lakers and nothing really happened to them. But I would say let's talk about the other moves. Like, what was probably the most shocking to you? And this is, this doesn't even have to be the trade deadline today. This has to be any mm-hmm. trade in general. I think that the most shocking to me that I can't believe that actually happened was the Tyrese Halberton trade. Yeah, I just felt like he was actually like the future of that franchise. Like yeah. that he's already playing well for them. He's still what in his second, second, third year, yeah. and I just didn't think that that trade make made sense. Maybe if they move, I guess they really needed to move Buddy, so they just got yeah. to pair him up. But I just didn't think that made sense on both sides, honestly. Like. Pacers either because they have yeah. Brogdon still. And at first I was kind of overreacting about it too, that like, hey man, it's Tyrese. And then like I look at Tyrese's stats, I'm like, well, he's <laughs> like, yeah, this is a pretty much fair trade. Like Sabonis has reached his floor as an all-star, right? Sabonis yeah. has the floor of an all-star. Tyrese, we don't really know what he's really going to be. Mm-hmm. We, we, I mean, he's doing great, and he has great games, and we just don't know what he's going to be. And maybe the Kings, when they traded Ty, when they drafted Tyrese, it was just more like maybe they thought that, like, oh, he, we just have him as an asset. We didn't really need him. Right. Like they like Fox more. And then, yeah, like, from the outside looking in, like, yeah, Tyrese was – He's a really good player. He could be, but it's all about what the free the front office thinks. Maybe they value De'Aaron Fox more, and they're like, "Hey, we got we pairing we're pairing De'Aaron Fox. Nobody wants to take his contract, uh-huh. and we need to be relevant." And that's yeah. why they made that trade. I guess what's more shocking is that to me is that Tyrese said two weeks ago that he was going to do everything it takes to fix him, and then he got traded. That's exactly. where it's like that's fucked up. 
but it's a business. You have to do that. It's not like Taylor Horton Tucker said the Lakers are the greatest organization. Like, sorry, Taylor, like I'm still going to trade you no matter what you said about us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess I got to disagree with that because I feel like with Tyrese playing as a point guard, he's more of a player that actually kind of makes everybody better. And he also plays mm-hmm. defense and maybe a better shooter than Aaron Fox. That's why I like him better. And yeah. at a certain point, like, the Kings thought that Buddy Hill was like, going to be the next Steph Curry too, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. so I just think that it was a bad move on their end. I mean, regardless of who were they going to move, I feel like he was the only draft pick besides Fox that actually, like, turned out well. And yeah. then they just got rid of him. Yeah. I, it's hard because that front office, maybe they value Sabonis more. It, you know, like you, you, we don't really know what's going on with her. It's just, just like yeah. the outside looking in. Like they yeah. probably think, hey, we we see a De'Aaron Fox Sabonis partnering, and maybe we think Davion Mitchell was better than Halliburton. Or, yeah, yeah, and it's like you can't get stuck having to pay them both of them, but nobody wants to take Fox, so it's like, what are we doing? And they they were just they're just put in a bad position because they suck. Mm-hmm. Probably the owner of this is what happened with the Lakers too. Um, Mitch Kupchak was getting pressured by the owners. You need to make a trade. You need to make a trade to mm-hmm. uh, make the Lakers relevant. And the Lakers almost traded all of our young assets for like Paul Millsap, bro. This happened <laughs> many years ago. And I think this is what ha- what is going on with the Kings. Like the owners probably pressuring them. Hey, if yeah. you guys don't make a move, and I really like this guy, you uh-huh. guys will get fired. And if your job is on the line, you're going to make the move. Yeah. You got to make the move so, regardless of what it is. Yeah. If your boss job. tells you you yeah. need to do this, you do it. And yeah. I, that's the unfortunate side of basketball. And who knows? We won't We won't really know until like three years from now. For all we know, what if Sabonis becomes like a really – if Sabonis still gets like 25 and 12 or whatever Mm -hmm. is it really like a bad trade i don't think so yeah well maybe that's why they. i I would say it's even it was an even trade it it was an even trade it's just that they had a surplus of guards too at the same time yeah but maybe that's why they wanted him because they keep striking out on drafting big men so they're like let's just get a sure one now and figure it out then uh yeah but the Kings are going to king. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> uh, shock, most shocking trade to me had to be, I would say, the Blazers trade. That one was wild to me. Like, they just blew it up, like, instantly. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, it just went. Like, I felt like there was no warning. It just went and everything, like, all the dominoes fell. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, thinking about hey, like, this is really good for the Clippers, and we know that. This might be a play for this year or next year, and that's a good that's a good on them, but I'm more shocked what are the Blazers really doing, you know? Like, yeah. They're saying that they're trying to clear space to get, um, to get Dame some help, and I'm looking at the free agency list, and there's nobody. So that's why I was just, like, wondering, what are they even like, thinking? Like, what is – What's going on? Like, I don't even know who they can sur- 
surround Dame with. He has to play. He can't play with a prolific big. I would feel like for him to be really good, he has to play with a prolific wing. Mm-hmm. And and I was looking yeah. at the free agency list, and there was nobody. Yeah, and like I guess if you really look at the list, like when I first saw that trade, like without even like looking into it, I was like, oh, they're starting over. They might not be there next year. You know, like that was like my first impression. Yeah. But like like you said, like looking at the list of who's available next year, I don't think any of them would make a difference or even want to go there. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It's like maybe Bradley Beal, but at the same time, it's like he's almost like That's another CJ. CJ. Yeah. yeah, it's just CJ. A little bit or taller. Zach Levine was available too, and like he is not leaving Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, and. It just didn't make sense. Unless Dame's really leaving, and they're just mm-hmm. kind of just like, hey, he's staying, uh-huh. just to like egg people on to give more, like, oh, like convince us he's staying, so now give us more, even though we all know he wasn't. And then yeah. the James Harden trade went down, so he's not going to Sixers anymore. And like the yeah, only okay. team I can think of him him going is like the Knicks. And but other than that, I I don't know. But hey, there's some guys. My, they say they want to be ring chasers, and they mm-hmm. may, might not really care about having a ring. Hey, if if I had to get a supermax deal over getting a ring, fuck the ring. Give me a supermax contract, <laughs> respectfully, you know. And Dame's gonna get that. He's gonna get his whatever fifty million a year, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of you for your legacy, but hey, shit. If you want to make your money, go make your money. He left his way to the bank. Oh, you have your ring exactly <laughs> exactly and hey i won't hate like if that's how he wants to make his money i respect mm-hmm. and if he wants to be loyal to the franchise you know i forgot who had said it i saw something like it's better to be like loyal to a franchise and whatever if he wants to do that and he he sleeps peacefully knowing that he is loyal he is more than welcome to i just don't see any move that would make their team any better yeah they, what, they traded their players for no, nothing. Nothing. It wasn't yeah. a haul. So you can't trade these same assets that you received for anything. But that's all I, that's what I just think. Yeah. Does it make sense? I guess since we're talking about trades in, instead of, I mean, not instead, but if it's going to continue into like looking into who's going to be free agent next year, I guess I'll, I'll list out like five names that might be available next year. So the top five will be like Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, DeAndre Aiden, Miles Bridges and Kyrie. And then after that, maybe Colin Sexton, Valanciunas. Yeah. Westbrook. And that's it. That's like the top, guys that are available for next year and yeah. nobody in that top eight that i just listed off would be like either going would want to go there or would help them yeah win a championship yeah only thing i could see is i'm training for jeremy grant and yeah. but even that's not gonna do anything like i like jeremy grant but his efficiency is like really bad even yeah. though he's a really good player I guess and, that's yeah. So that's the name that I was surprised that didn't move. Jeremy. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was gonna be moved. Yeah, yeah, he had the most hype too with 
uh, how he was going to, he, he had like trade rumors, like one month into the season for Christ. Yeah. Um, who else is shocking that didn't move? Miles Turner, but that was another guy that was like super hyped up. He's moving and didn't move. Uh, well, I guess they had they had they had to choose between them, right? Like, yeah, Turner Sabonis. Yeah, because Turner wanted to be the guy, I guess, and I guess maybe, like you said, front office likes him better than the other, so they're like, okay, yeah. we'll give you the keys, and you can have this team. Yeah, and then. So there's I know the that. Wizards was trying to get the Sabonis, and it's kind of like ironic and funny that they got Porzingis. So you can kind of hint like, oh yeah, they were probably trying to get a Sabonis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was it, the most underrated pickup to you? Underrated. Let's see. Hmm. I don't know about underrated, but everybody knows that Cleveland needed another guard, so getting Karis LeVert was, like, essential to them. I think that yeah. would kind of help them make that push, and that's what they needed. Because Garland's already, yeah. like, playing at, at his peak right now, so... And then you can see when he's not on the floor that they needed another guy out there that could play, make, and score because when he wasn't there, when he was injured like the past five games, I believe, they could not yeah. run their offense. Yeah. So wait, that's. Is Rondo? Oh, wait, wait. I was like, wait, Ron... is Rondo on that team? <laughs> yeah. Rondo's there. Yeah, but he's yeah. not like a scoring guard of how, yeah. like, like their offense works differently if Rondo's on the floor and Garland's on the floor. It's one thing to yeah. have like Rondo and another guy that could shoot or make his own shots, but if you have Rondo and I think they had like Okoro, which is like not even the best shooter out there, and then they're big, so not much space yeah. on the floor and not much, not enough shooters, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite underrated, even though they kind of gave up a guard that I really like, it was uh, the Bucks giving up Dante DiVincenzo. I really mm-hmm. like Dante, but he became, uh, he became more movable after they got uh, Grayson Allen and Pat Connington was hooping. Yeah. But I like how they got Ibaka and two second-round picks. Like At first, I was like, oh, it's just Ibaka, but hey, two second-round picks are... They can keep going. Picks, you know? Yeah, they can keep going. Yeah, and and they needed that backup center Brooke too. Yeah, yeah, because Brooks out, and I really like Ibaka's game to uh, Giannis, and especially if they lost PJ Tucker, and it's like they needed like another big, and I'm glad that they got that, and they didn't really have to give up much. Like Dante is nice, but he gave they gave up Dante for. He's expendable, so you don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt as much. So I think that really inf- reinforces the Bucks to make a uh, another defending push. run, and they look good right now. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of my favorite um, pickups. Favorite trades, I would say second place is that CJ and Larry Nance one. I think that those two guys fit well with the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and they didn't have to give that much. The Pelicans didn't have to give that much. Like Josh Hart. Nikhil and like a first round protected pick. It's not that yeah. bad. Yeah. 
I don't think Josh Hart liked that trade, though. <laughs> I think he really liked being in New Orleans, at least. Yeah. And his role there. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what else? else happened in okay, oh, so how... The biggest, the biggest one, the Ben Simmons trade and the Harding yeah. trade. Let's, well, let's leave that for last. Let's, how about, well, we kind of touched on it, though, the Kristaps Porzingis trade, so... I guess we can skip yeah. that. Do you think having another guard in Dallas will help him? Like having another playmaker, scoring guard, actually make a difference? I don't think so. You're taking minutes away from Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr., who I value more than Spencer. Well, Divinity. Tim's out. Tim's out for a year, the rest oh, of the year. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. How long is he out for? The rest of the season. Oh, Oh wow! Yeah, so I guess it's a temporary move. Yeah, cause they, cause he's also a free agent. Wait, well, no, he just signed. But I think he might be. Yeah. He might have some options. But um, they've been playing Reggie Bullock at that spot, so I think maybe it is a short-term push. And I yeah. guess knowing that maybe KP, they don't have KP's not going to come back anytime soon. That's right. Yeah, that's KP's always actually. injured, and Davis Bertans can hit the same clip as him. And you don't really need Porzingis' other skill set other than three-point hitting. Right. Kluber, Todd's, Kluber, all of them can do that. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that's a fair trade, though. <laughs> but yeah. if we go back, going back to your second question, or your first question, yeah, now looking at it now, yeah, that would be really beneficial. But I just don't think Dinwiddie's that good. I just don't think I, he's that good. I think he's good. I guess I just keep thinking back to the time where he, him and um, D'Angelo made that push for them to go in the playoffs for Brooklyn. Yeah. And every time I just think of him, that's what I see. Like, oh, when he gets a chance, he'll be able to do that. But then now thinking back to it, it's like he's been having that chance in um, Washington when Beal's out. So it's like, would he really though? But maybe he has more space to operate there. Yeah, that's true. I just like Jalen Brunson more. I feel like if you yeah. take away Jalen Brunson's minutes, you're just wasting Jalen Brunson. So yeah, I think that's all the trades that happen, right? Did we miss anything? Else? Yeah, I'm trying to... uh, Harden, Harden, then Ben Simmons one. Hey, that was. That was a masterclass by Daryl Morey. I was hating on him for a little bit. Right. But hey, man, he he held on, and he got what he wanted. And he did not have to give Maxi. Did not have to give Tybul up. Yeah. And he did. He got what he needed for that team. Yeah. And the that next has- one too. The next one that trade too. It was a very. At first, I thought they got fleeced, and yeah, the Nets. Did get more. Mm-hmm. If if you look at it, they got more. They, but yeah, there's a bigger goal to it. Like, hey, I rather than I would rather have James Harden than Ben Simmons not playing for us. So that's why exactly. Yeah, and it, it makes sense too, because um, was it Philly doesn't really have like a point guard type of player. Like Maxi is like almost like a scoring guard like he's not like a playmaker orchestrator type and i think having ben sim or not ben simmons having james harden will actually help 
the game for Embiid more. You know, it's like yeah. he can rest a little bit if he really needed to. Yeah. And they still have Tobias Harris there, so that helps. I really he thought he was going to go too. Yeah, so that's good. I thought he was going to get salary dumped to the OKC. That was like the whole yeah. rumor. So I, I was want, waiting I for that. Him on the Lakers. It was away. <laughs> so it was away. They just didn't want. They just didn't want our yeah. our assets. Or is it a liability now? Is I don't even know what it's called. Uh, going back to Harden, is he the most disliked teammate of all time? He well, has guess... tarnished, not tarnished, but he has made, he has given a bad looks to two franchises in less than two years. 20, less yeah, two less years. than two yeah. years. Like yeah. If we thought like Anthony Davis, what he did was bad. It's like Harden, this is like worse than LeBron doing. Like to me, like I, I yeah, everybody can hate LeBron, but like what James Harden did is that he quit on two teams in less than 24 months. Yeah, I think that's and crazy. didn't give them anything. Didn't give them anything. Yeah, I guess I'm just glad that it's it wasn't really a waste because, like you said, they still got an all star back for him, so yeah. it still kind of works out in a way, not the way they wanted to in the beginning. But I think having him, ben, having Ben Simmons there, actually also helps that team better than James Harden did. Yeah. They they're lacking a lot on defense and anything else. Pretty much, they needed the, another tall point forward out there. Yeah, and both teams. I think more of that. The Sixers are going to go for a run this year, and hey, maybe the Nets are going to go a run for this year. Maybe New York decides to move mandates or whatever. But the Nets next year going to be tough. Be yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are going to be really tough next year. It's we are really in a golden age of the NBA. Like, I, it just seems like every team has like a good player. Yeah. If not multiple, and yeah, the East is going to be terrifying. I think it's funny because we used to make fun of the East, right? Like, hey, East yeah. is so weak, and it's so now weak. it's like, dude, they the got West. like they have teams that could technically be dynasty in any other generation in any other like era of the nba like yeah the sixers could be that in another era the heat could be that the bucks the nets who else is there the heat, I say the heat? yeah the celtics the if they really could maybe even the raptors in a couple years exactly it's like holy cow the hawks are like all of a sudden turning up the hornets are playing great the funniest thing though is the Bulls were looking great and then now they flamed out. Yeah, they're like injuries. They might not even. They can't even beat the top five or six teams. Yeah, not even anyone. Pretty much, they were in a losing streak. Yeah. yeah, and the hype of that was insane. Like we thought that hey, the Bulls are legit, and then yeah. I thought that was legit. I watched their game. That's why I picked that yeah, game they to were watch. Legit. I mean, yeah, they look legit, legit against the against the Lakers. Yeah, but the Lakers aren't legit, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the beginning, we thought they were, but not not so yeah. much. Um, I guess another underrated part of that deal is, um, I guess Brooklyn might be getting their actual starting center, like an actual center, in their team. In their it, team. 
when the when Drummond got bought out, the two teams that were trying to get Drummond were the Nets and the Lakers. Exactly. And they were, I think, what Drummond picked was that who was going to give him a better role, and of course the Lakers were because Anthony Davis went down mm-hmm. at that time, or one of them went down, and he was supposed to be a Nets, and they got him for free. Like it's like they just threw him in there. Exactly. And obviously, like um, Philly doesn't need him. I mean, as a backup, that would be nice, but not yeah, not as much because yeah. yeah, Joe also going to play like thirty most of the game, and then yeah. yeah. A win for Brooklyn too. Another it defensive really guy that they needed. Yeah. Um, it was a masterclass of a trade from both front offices. They did not it, overpay. They did not bite for a less of a deal. I don't. Well. I don't think those types of trades exist anymore till today. Yeah. Well, because like, we keep getting fleeced. <laughs> like, keep getting fleeced. This is all we're used to. It's like uh, all the all the draft picks gone, gone. Next ten yeah. years gone. Um, Shit. I think we should just talk. We, I, I, I think we're pushing this back as long as possible to not talk about our team. <sighs> no, 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 not yet. There's one more trade. Um, All right, Bo- Boston, Boston trade. Uh, Boston. Derek White from Spurs. Derek White went to this Boston for somebody. <laughs> I don't even know who, but he, he's in Boston now. Oh. Josh Richardson. They traded Josh Richardson they for did? Derek White. They kept yeah. Josh Richardson. Oh wow! Oh, they they, that, did. They, that went. Yeah, that went. It's one of the, like the late late trades, but oh, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. So Derek White. Then Derek White is really good. I like Derek White. So you think that would that kind of helps the Celtics make another push too? Because that's yeah push in like the first round is that what you mean because yeah don't think they're i mean at least <laughs> at least make make a competitive series out of yeah they're, you they're know, making like, it competitive but they're they're not getting past the top dogs <laughs> so it's like so. like you said like the even like the top eight teams in the east will be like fun to watch at least yeah in the playoffs I just know that like these teams are making moves for next year too, and I think that's yeah. a next year type of move. Like, yeah, yeah we got him now, but we're, I don't want to say waving the white flag, but he's there for what we're gonna do next year. Exactly. Maybe they're finally yeah. give, gonna get rid of Marcus Smart eventually. Yeah. Because they've been needing like a also, another guard. Yeah, and then also like with the Cavs, like they're doing a trade for next year. Clippers are doing a trade for next year. Because right now they know what they are now, and yep. that's what you just have to play like one one step ahead. Okay. Well, now that we got that all out of the way, just gotta you know make sure Let's everything's out it. there. Go ahead. Go uh, talk your stuff. All right. Before the trade deadline, what did you want? It's a three-part question. <laughs> for the trade deadline what did you want when the trade deadline passed what was your reaction and now what is your current reaction like looking back at it now so first part go ahead all right so what did i want was all i think i wanted it's kind of I don't, I don't even want to say it because in the beginning of the season i was like it's gonna be fine he's gonna it's gonna work out one way or the other like you know that I've been telling you, it it might work. Yeah, they're gonna make yeah. they're gonna find a way. But I 
I kind of hope that they were going to be able to trade them. So that's what I wanted during the trade deadline, right? I guess when that Ben Simmons Harden trade went, I was like, ah, uh, I guess that there's no way that we're going to get anybody else. Like nobody that would actually help us win that would get, you know? And then now I'm like, all right, I guess we'll be lucky if we even make the playoffs just because like how we've been playing now that he knows that he's been in the trade block now that he's not even healthy, I guess, like he has some back problems. So I don't even know what they're going to do with that. And I'm still kind of mad about how our coaching rotation is. I always like, rant to you about it. like why is why is this person even playing like why is he playing this much so that's where i am right now i don't know if it's gonna, if it's gonna work just because of all that stuff yeah yeah how i was is i did want a trade to happen but if it was a russell westbrook trade if we needed to trade him it was simply for me it was either gonna be for john wall simple as that either that and then the other offers that I saw that was going to happen is that I trade Russ for Fournier, Burks, and Kemba, but then Fournier and Burks would be on our books past 2023. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's not a good idea either. And everybody wants a draft pick attached. So I was like, we're, if we're going to trade Russell Westbrook, we're taking a massive L, no matter what. Uh, what I was hoping to unfold was the that trade that was happening being proposed last night where Lakers were only going to have to give up Talon and a draft pick to get Cam Reddish and Alex Burks because that would have fit mm-hmm. really well with Russ and LeBron. And that dissolved because the Knicks wanted more picks and the Lakers didn't want to offer that. But I think <laughs> what the reporter had said, he's from Hoops Hyper, I forgot his name, Skoto, last name Skoto. They said that they didn't even want the Lakers 2027 20, first round pick. So they were like, hey, you need to find a way to get another pick to make this trade happen. And that's why yeah. it dissolved. And, and then, and so once like the time was coming around, I was just like, everything is an overpay. We're paying, we're having to pay a Lakers tax. We're having to pay a tax. We're getting screwed over. No matter what trade happens, we're only going to get marginally better. And marginally better won't improve our team because all of the surrounding teams with us have got expansionally like way better. The Suns got more wings. The Clippers did this. So I was like, is it worth it to give what we have left as an asset to, to give up, to just get somewhat better? And I was like, it's mm-hmm. not worth it. The Steve Nash trade, um, I'm going to go back in history. Steve Nash, when we traded, we traded a 2023. 2013 pick and a 2015 pick that 2015 pick we cheated death threes in a row because we got D'Lo and then Ingram and then mm-hmm. Lonzo and then Lonzo. it finally went over to and it finally went over to 2018 and you know 2018 class how stacked that is and I was looking at it now the 2018 class if the Lakers were to be part of that draft they would have had Mikhail Bridges so the Lakers would have had Mikhail Bridges so it's like somebody <laughs> exactly and i was like you know people can keep saying hey you're really gonna not trade this pick right now for a fifth grader but it's like i love the lakers and i want them to do good now 
but the longevity of the franchise is more important to me. Yeah. LeBron James's years are only coming around. It's partially his fault why we're like this. Mm -hmm. If not, it's most of his fault. Right. And and it's like, I can't give up any more assets. We've done everything we can to help you guys out. We traded our draft pick that could have been Desmond Bain and you guys Mm -hmm. went to get Schroeder and he failed. And then now when Schroeder failed, you traded all of our role players and a first round pick who could have been like Cam Thomas, who just scored 27 right now. Right. Yeah, took over James Harden. So that's why I was like, I'm not willing to give up any more assets for a marginal increase in talent. And looking back at it now, Rob Polinka did the right thing to hold it off. And people can get mad at him. But it was, it's a collective error on the whole organization and our players' fault. And our coaches. Mm-hmm. Collective. Everyone. And the fans. And it's like, what can we really do? We just got to go out there and play. Yeah, we're going to have a fucking damn civil war from now on between each other, but there's nothing we can do. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have to dig ourselves in a hole deeper than it already is. And trading Russell Westbrook, are we going to get out of that deep hole? No, because nope. we dug ourselves in that hole already. And these role players, why did we get all these role players? And then if you see it, it's like LeBron wanted these guys. He wanted all of them, like Melo. Like mm-hmm. Melo's great, but he wanted him. And I feel like he wanted DeAndre Jordan. Anthony Davis wanted DeAndre Jordan and Dwight. So it's like, it is what it is. It sucks that we couldn't make a move, but it's also okay. Because if we were to make a move, we would we could potentially dig ourselves in a deeper hole that we will never get out of until 2027. It's like, yeah. fuck that. I would rather <laughs> suck now and hopefully we can get a rebuild going in 2025 then have somewhat of a chance somewhat just a little bit and then uh-huh. if it doesn't work out we have to wait till 2027 to get better yeah cut that shit out like no i'm not doing that well maybe we should um join the wait list for the <laughs> season tickets for 20 for years <laughs> from now so we, we can be good by then um but i guess yeah Everything you said is pretty pretty much right, but uh, I can give you a little bit of optimism. Um, Westbrook usually plays better after All Star break, after he gets not picked or not picked yeah. for the All Star break, he usually plays well. Maybe this All Star break will help everybody get healthy and we get all our players back. We're barely trying to like get everyone back, and obviously rotation's been weird. People coming in and out of lineups been weird. So maybe they can still try to figure it out and we can still hope for the buyout market. Maybe Schroeder will come back yeah. and maybe we can still use them. But yeah, I mean, that's all the optimism you can see for yeah. this year, at least. That's what I'm kind of hoping too. It's like, who knows? What if they really turn up? Like, what if they finally lock in together? Like, Frank, they all set their difference aside. What if they just all set their difference aside? It has happened before. Some guys like really they they look terrible by midseason, and all of a sudden just elevate their game once All Star break is over. Exactly. I don't know who that happened to? There was like a team that would, like looked bad in the middle of the season and just like, got really good. <laughs> probably a, a LeBron team. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably but, a LeBron team. And that's why I was like, I can't get mad at Polinka. Like, 
yeah, he does kind of suck, and maybe his talent evaluation. But all of his, he's a he's a puppet GM. Like we all know that, and you mm-hmm. can't tell me otherwise that LeBron James and Anthony Davis gets the final say in everything. You, you know who, you know who might be a better GM. Who? Rich Paul. Rich really Paul is? can get anyone. <laughs> he might yeah. get everyone. He can. That's why it's like, what I I try to have like optimistic is like for all we know there's like an end game to this, and we just don't know it yet. Yeah. And that's why they can't make moves. And I was just like, that's hey, true. why didn't they trade for Evan Fournier even though he's going to be twenty twenty three draft or in his class hey 2023 is zach levine when he becomes a free agent and mm-hmm. he's a clutch client yeah and they want maybe they don't want to hold on to any other contracts because russell westbrook will try it out for two years and after two years yeah he's off the maybe. books and you could get a guy like zach levine exactly so maybe maybe westbrook plays well this like the second half of the season, then maybe he gets traded on off season, and he has a better value because exactly. he has a shorter. He has one year left, and he's playing better. Maybe you could. It's a win if somebody gives us a first round pick for him, exactly. or just a role player. But right now, his value is so low, we're gonna have to overpay, and we don't have the assets to overpay. Mm-hmm. And if we did, we're we're gonna have we're gonna be terrible until twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine. Exactly. So, so this is the hole that they dug in, and lesson here is that if you dig yourself in a hole, first off, don't dig yourself into a hole. Second of all, it is better to just wait for help. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm not going anywhere with this analogy. There's just nothing to it. I just know that they dug themselves in a hole, and there's no way to get out of it. It's like quicksand kind yeah, of type of thing. It's like we're, we're in quicksand. If we give up whatever we have that we're holding on to get out of quicksand, uh-huh. we'll dig ourselves deeper in. <laughs> you know? That's a better way of saying it. We are in or, quicksand. Yeah. 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 We're so bad right now. Like at the low, like probably at the lowest that we can get, barring injury, we can only go up from here. I guess that's the way you should look at it. So let's hope that yeah. LeBron could figure out, AD could figure out. Because if you look at it, like the team's still pretty talented. They have some pieces that can help. Like Malik Monk is like a 20 point a game scorer. If he can do that every game, then that's like helpful. And then we just need another guy that can, can shoot threes. Yeah. And AD not getting hurt. And yeah. that's it. But it's so crazy because when I see them play the small four and the five, they don't want to play it. Yeah. They just look so uninterested. It's like it is our best way of winning, and they don't want to do it. Well, it was and fun to watch, big, though. If we, if we play big, we also lose. We're like in a lose-lose situation. It's really sad, but yeah, what can we do? I had fun watching when LeBron was playing center, though. When AD was out, like yeah. – and then we didn't have any bigs. LeBron was at the five. Um, hey, what was it? Stanley at the four. We were getting layup to death, though. Exactly. We were getting killed. That's just what sucks because we have no point of attack defenders. Like you look at the Bulls with Lonzo and Crusoe. 
Vucevic is their last line of defense, but their perimeter defense is so good. They can't even get matter. there. Yeah. It did not matter that Vucevic was the last line of defense. And us, it's like, Bradley, all of them, Reeves, all of them are getting just torched off point of attack. Like, don't send a chance. Don't send yeah, a chance. I don't, I don't even understand why they press because it doesn't help. It does they, not. It, it, they press and then the, the ball handler gets past whoever it is, most likely Bradley, and then everything's on scramble mode. And, and they don't they tag hit. the roller. They don't tag the roller. It's like, are you serious? It's like, this is so sad. I'm like, that's right like, there. <laughs> and, and the sucky thing about it is the philosophy, the defensive philosophy is there. We know what they're trying to do. It's just that you, they don't have the guys to do it. Exactly. Yeah. They like the only, the only like time that it kind of makes sense is they, you, you have a shot blocker, right? Like let's say Dwight Howard's back there. Then you funnel everything in there, but even if you do that, you still had to rotate. Yeah, and and, the, and Dwight Howard like, gets like six fouls per ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, bro, too much it? muscles. Like, Jesus, yeah. See what I, happens when you get too buff. I know. Uh, I try to remain optimistic, and I pray that it does, because that's all we can really do. Yeah. But uh, I would say probably the last few questions is that. When would you start waving the white flag? Because like you would also think about the health of the Lakers of Anthony Davis and LeBron to go on a run next year. Mm. What would their record or what standing would they have to be for you guys to hey, let's just not do it? Like a play in is not worth it either. Um if we're fighting for the play in spots, I think we should eat I mean, I think we should still, I mean, obviously try to win, but we shouldn't, like, push too much. Because if you're in that play-in spot, unless you're, like, guaranteed to win, you know, like, if you're in the seventh seed, you only need to win one game. And then maybe you still might lose to whoever the first seed is, which is most likely Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Phoenix or um, Golden State. But then again, like, as a Laker fan, like me and you, we're probably going to be like, oh, they can match up well with them. They might have a chance. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know about waving the right flag, but obviously, if you're out of the playoffs, wave the right flag. But if in that spot, I still think they can make a push. Yeah. I mean, they better bust their ass off because, for me, they better bust their ass off because if they are terrible and the Pelicans land a top 10 pick, no disrespect to Anthony Davis, but if the Pelicans at least get a top ten pick with the Lakers pick, while Lakers with their own Lakers pick, while Anthony Davis is tenured with the Lakers, mm-hmm. that trade might go down as a failure. That the Pelicans won the trade because if it just when we made that trade for Anthony Davis, we thought we were going to be contention until twenty twenty five when the swaps were going to end. Mm-hmm. And we had two years of having to not give them the, our picks, which were the, the Desmond Bain and the whatever draft was this year. Yeah. And now it's finally going to kick in. And if the Pelicans get at least one top 10 or a few lottery picks from us, they've won the trade. They exactly. And that's why I don't want them to give up. And it's more of that. I have my pride. I was like, we made this trade for Anthony Davis. Like we better bust our tail off. Like I don't care 
Because yeah. if the Pelicans get the last play-in spot and they have our draft pick and we're trash, they've won that three Davis trade. And I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> That's true. Don't care what anybody says. They've won it because they have so much assets and all these good players and they're still getting draft picks. They've won it. Yeah. I think we're too much of a fan to like say, oh, let's just quit now. Yeah. It's like it's just not good because you quit – Nobody's gonna come to the Lakers if you you're a team full of quitters. I personally don't think it. Nobody would come here to join it. They have to try, and it sucks. It's gonna cost their health. But as viewers and as fans, as like we pay or we watch them be, to them be successful, mm-hmm. can't just throw it away. Especially without having a draft pick and then going to the Pelicans. Yeah. And it sucks because that that pick is a top ten to the Pelicans, and ten to thirty to the the Grizzlies. So if we do good, it's going to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies get stronger. And if we lose, it goes to the Pelicans, and the Pelicans get stronger. Yeah. Terrible spot to be in. Mm, yeah. Do you think the Grizzlies messed up by not making any moves at all this time? They don't need to. They're in the long run. They're going to make moves in, in next year or two uh, years from now. Year. Right now, they don't need to. They're in an all-time confidence that they don't need to make a title run right now. They just need to make yeah. a deep playoff run. And Their then time they'll will find out. The next three years. Yeah. Time and then out. by then, they'll find out what they actually need because you don't want them to make a move right now and be like, oh, actually, we don't need that right yeah. now. And that's what happened with the, Grizz- the Warriors. The Warriors were really good. Then they finally made the trade for Andre Iguodala, completely changed their dynasty. Exactly. They don't need to do it now. Yeah. So Andre Iguodala messed up their dynasty and not KD leaving. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it is Andre Iguodala's I, I mean, he is the Finals MVP. You got one more than Steph. Exactly. So. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else you want to discuss, Jay, or should we leave it as this before we get into a therapy session of rent- venting off about the Lakers? <laughs> as if we just didn't do that the last 15 minutes. I think that's good about trades and everything else. Yeah, we <laughs> shall be back when time will tell. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's how well, we, we know the Lakers might be so bad we never come back. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're only here when the Lakers do well. So they we destroyed us as like... The Lakers have destroyed Kevin and Jay so much that they had quit, they quit. And, <laughs> quit and started a family. <laughs> they, they don't even watch basketball anymore. They have decided to start a family living in another country. <laughs> it's like that thing that they play at the end of the movie. So like this yeah. person moved on to that. Yeah. And it, it's all because of this event. It's the Lakers yeah, sucking. Like <laughs> yeah. So should we sign it off here? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, guys. Thank you for coming, and thank you for waiting for us as we had went on a long vacation. (laughs) Season three. Season three (laughs) on the way. But thank you for coming here and to listen to our episode of the Super Bowl and talking about the trade deadline and us, of course, ranting about the Lakers. Again, I am one of your hosts. My name is Kevin. My name is Jay. And this is the Booth Warmers podcast. Good night.